final destination. All skills on. No odd job. Slappers only. Top 10 video games of the year. Gaming in 2020. The worst year ever. This year, the coronavirus is gonna kill us all, but only gaming can save us. Only CD Projekt Red has the balls to take the industry by storm. John Romero's gonna make you his bitch by giving you the coronavirus vaccine. It's called video gaming. Keanu Reeves hand-delivered a PlayStation 6 to my front door. Keanu Reeves is your dad now. Your stepdad has been kicked out of the house and Keanu is here to save you with video gaming. The election has elected the first gamer president. His name is the guy well, who's the the guy who wrote Control All Delete is the president now and he's gonna he's gonna give he's gonna he's gonna make video gaming a national holiday. Tim Buckley has just signed an executive order to finally decree that the PS3 has no games. The new <laughs> Joe Biden's first cabinet pick, Sly Cooper, and he's gonna smoke some funny weed with Master Chief, and the first executive order is to play some video games. Joe Biden will bridge the gap between North Korea, Russia, and America by playing a nice game of Wii Bowling with world leaders. Every man, woman, and child in America will participate in a huge land party, and it will solve all problems. Thank you, video games. Enough, I've had enough of this bit. That was, that was like, measurably worse than last week's. Hey, uh, hey everybody. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was sitting down, and I said, I can't wait to edit the Slappers Only Game of the Year episode that we recorded. Good fun, good friends, good food, good fashion. Um, sat down, and, uh, Audacity had other plans for my recording. <laughs> I had just finished editing, it was, I was about halfway through, uh, some things happened, and long story short, that episode is in hell, where it, where it, not where it belongs, or where it, it's, it's just in hell now, and we have to accept that, we have to move yeah, on. Yeah, a hiccup in the road. And, uh, because of that, this is our second time recording a Game of the Year episode, um, maybe it's going to be worse, maybe it'll be better, I don't know, but the thing is, is I know Max's Games of the Year, Max knows mine, there's no surprises here. And uh, I don't know about you, but we we deliberated on our game of the year, and I I my thoughts haven't changed. I don't know if Max's has. No, my I mean, mine mine have changed insofar as much as they changed during the episode. So it'll go a lot smoother <laughs> when my, we get to that part. Yeah, I used my I used my debate skills to convince you of which <laughs> Jordan 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 passed the level one hundred speed check. I used <laughs> I used facts and logic. It's like in a Fallout game, I had a good enough speech check that I've convinced you to give up your evil plans and walk away. My, my evil plans to make you turn against your boy. My, my favorite video game series. All right. Shall we? Shall we redo? Let's, this let's be a, redo. This will be, be an interesting thing. Maybe I'll have better things to say about the games I like this year. Who could possibly um, say? I don't know about you, Jordan, but like when I podcast, it, it, yeah. it is... It is a a violent excision of my brain matter into an audio form. Oh, yeah. So I I have no memory. All I know is the five games I brought up, and that's it. I don't remember what I said, what I did. But you know what, Jordan? 
It doesn't matter because no one heard the first episode. No, exactly. It's in hell. We're we're. It's in hell. We're we're all gamers are destined to end up. It's (laughs) just. Markiplier is the world's first gamer in chief. He's stopping the L.A. gangs (laughs) one video game at a time. I'm gonna make a Twitter post, a Tumblr post. Hey everybody, Markiplier is having a, a war, and uh, first one to kill 100 LA gangsters gets the piece of land. We need to let our all of our favorite gangsters know that Markiplier is coming for them. It's a little bit of a reversal. This this is a threat. This is a threat. Hey, uh, for a little bit of variety, because I do remember huh. a lot of the things that happened last uh, last time. Uh, okay. Why don't you Why don't you start? Because I started in the first episode. Oh, that's in hell. okay. All so right. You start I, I'll with start your, with your funny video game uh, that you like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, a funny video game that I like. It's a It's a game that came out in like I think like the first the the first couple weeks of of twenty twenty. You know, before. before. B- before um, in the before times it's a game about a funny guy it's a game about a guy who's never kissed his wife who has two kids it's a game where you wouldn't want to pass the germs you he's wouldn't just being he's just social distancing well he has saiyan dna so he don't i don't think he can get sick like humans can oh, saiyan just in saiyan i'm just you know insane I'm, I'm just what? insane in the membrane and i'm talking about the video game of kakarot That's like Kakarot. I'm famously a Dragon Ball not knower. I was having a conversation with my brother about this the other day on uh-huh. uh, before Kylex Y. He was like, "You really don't know anything about Dragon Ball? I could have sworn you'd seen it." No, I've never seen it. I I've... I know like four things. I know that there's a guy who didn't kiss his wife. I know that their hair gets really big. This uh-huh. is this is like when people say that JoJo is like a show about clowns who fight each other. Uh huh. Yeah. Either they get their they use magic powers to make their hair large, and that somehow is good. Um, I know that people die and then come back to life with wishes. Uh huh. There's a guy named Piccolo. He's green. Yeah. He's kind of like the. And then there's a guy named Krillin, and he's kind of like the funny minion of the show. He's like a funny little guy. Uh, I mean. It, Jordan, I, I'm sorry, but you've completely shown your ass because you saying Crinian is the funny. Uh, Crinian, I wow! I said, cr- I said Krillin. Cr- I said I just said Crinian. I don't know what yeah, happened there in my brain. Because you agree, he's a funny little guy. Well, no, but the the fact that you're you're considering Krillin the funny little guy of Dragon Ball shows how little you know because Krillin is like maybe tenth on the list of funny little guys in that show. Who is the funniest little guy? Before we I talk th- about Kakarot, I think the funniest little guy, um, Goku. The funniest little guy is a character I would say named Zeno, who is like literal like king of the of all of the universes. Ooh, he's a funny and little. Okay. He 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 looks and talks like a baby. He's an alien. He doesn't look like a human, but he's just like a he's literally just a cute little guy who talks like a baby and also has the power to erase a universe just like in an instant. And he does that several times over the course of the show. Does he does he have a cool a glove that he snaps his fingers and then Spider Man goes away and you don't see him anymore. Nobody is. Well, he's blue. He's so he's almost purple. Mm, okay, he's close. Does he twerk? Uh, I don't. I haven't is seen his juicy for, is, eeks. Is he in Fortnite? 
Unfor- no, yeah, you got me there. He's okay, unfortunately think, there's no think, Dragon Ball think, characters in Fortnite. Sorry, Dragon Dragon Ball might be bad because they don't have a, a universe deleting man who ended up in the actual game of the year 2020 Fortnite. Okay, tell me about Kakarot. Sell me. Yeah, I'll story. tell you about Kakarot. So, um, you know me, I like. There's four genres of games: RPGs, racing games, Lego games, and the fourth one is a rhythm <laughs> game that I'm remembering now. Are you Lego remembering my, my my fun thesis? <laughs> You're remembering my fun thesis, Jordan? When are they gonna... I think that Lego is really good because I think that you can make any game a Lego game. And that... You're right. It is a genre. Lego racing. They should make a Lego fighting game. Like a a really... Like a serious Evo level... Yeah, and like as game. you take damage, you, your pieces fall off your of you. Pieces fall off, and oh, that'd be sick. You don't have arms and legs. This is good. Okay, TM, TM, TM. This is good. TM, 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 TM. Um, so yeah, Kakarot is essentially. What if we took the combat of uh, the 3D arena fighter Dragon Ball Xenoverse games, which are um, not well uh, polished or balanced, but they're fun because there's a billion characters, and it just tickles that you know noted in my brain that says you like bad anime games, and I said yes, I do like bad anime games, and they added numbers and stats to it. And they let you play as just a couple of characters this time, but there's a whole skill tree to unlock, and essentially you walk through the entire Dragon Ball saga. Um, I think the thing for me that I don't like fighting games, um, and I think that everyone who likes them is uh, Rube. I'm just kidding. Um, but my <laughs> thing is, is if I, I think if you're gonna get a fighting game, you wanna. It's not about wave dodging or frame bashing. It's about I want to play as, like, you know mm-hmm. that guy who was, like, in that one arc from, like, a million years ago? He just shows up one time, and, like, he he's maybe a joke character. I want to play as him. Let me play as... I want to yeah. fight a game, that, you know, who even remembers this character? But he's in there. I don't know. He was in a filler arc, yeah. I think. But you can see how he fights. So, so- he, have, he has a moveset. Yes, yeah, something to tantalize you with this with with Dragon Ball as a franchise really is like the sort of main joke character is a guy named Mr. Satan who talks like Hulk Hogan. Now, Mr. Satan is a really funny name for a person to have. It's he and his daughter's name is Videl, which is an anagram of devil. Ooh. <laughs> but the best part is I'm going to send you a picture of Mr. Satan. He's just a normal funny guy like i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a picture of mr satan and his dog whose name i forget i think the dog's name is b lucifer okay no i think it's just b the, the dog i don't believe shares the mr satan uh you know naming schematic that's, that's mr satan okay he's just, now that's a funny little guy he's a funny guy um and and he's in there because this kakarot it takes you through the entire saga of dragon ball z from the beginning where goku's brother shows up to the end where goku kills um a pinkman his brother. And it's just... Oh, pink guy. It's just a... Huh? A, yeah, a, boo. Like a pink... Oh, okay. He kills the the little kid from Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> Matt Kozowski. Could Goku... <laughs> Who could win in a fight? <laughs> Superman, Goku, or Mike Wazowski? <laughs> <laughs> true clash of the titans the, here. The winner will surprise you. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. Um... But yeah, I, I just spent a lot of time with Kakarot. It's just, it's popcorn game, you know. It, it's something that definitely isn't for everyone. It's a fun way to experience Dragon Ball, where you don't need to watch the whole thing. You can just play the whole thing, so it's much more interactive. There's side quests and stuff. I I just, I, I really, really liked it. it. It's the kind of game it's for like me, that, because I just like, like dumb anime games like that. It's like that, that Naruto game by Ubisoft Montreal. 
Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that last time. Game developed by, yeah, open uh, world art to game developed by famed AAA developer Ubisoft. <sighs> it would be good. God. Here's a video game for you. Because I don't like Naruto, ha! but I know some people who do. It's yes. it's it's Naruto Yakuza, hmm. where it's you play as Naruto and you run around a town, you run around the the city, the village hidden in the leaves, and there's a character. Hey boy, hey it's boy. Like, you know, Rock Lee is there, and he's like, "Hey Naruto, I need you to grab my. I I need toilet paper. I I had a toilet problem. Please give me. Like it's just Naruto with sub stories. It's all filler." Uh-huh. And then, and then, yeah, Sarah's you walk around, you find, you find Kakashi just... when Naruto finds Kakashi, and then he does a whole, there's like a whole, like, sort of 10 episode filler arc of, of Kakashi teaching Naruto how to do, uh, slot car racing. Naruto teaching, uh, K- uh Kakashi teaching Naruto, um, how to buy and sell real estate around the village. <laughs> in now, the, the image of Naruto doing the, the thing of, like, him, like, flipping open I'll the make briefcase you an dramatically offer in cash. is very it. funny to me. Believe I it. I just feel like if we did this, uh, Sarah would have to make a podcast about it and it'd be really funny if we did. well as we know they don't have a pod they definitely don't have a podcast about naruto in fact they have a podcast about not naruto if anything I, I i simply don't know anything about what's happening on that podcast let me give you a game that i liked this yeah year. i think um, i think it's about your turn to talk it's a twist game for me because mm. uh, i it's a genre that i always turn my nose up at mm. said haha this is this is this is a game genre for nerds i don't like i don't have a big brain i'm not smart i'm not cool and I can't play strategy games. But this game mm-hmm. taught me that I can play strategy games. And it's a little game called Crusader Kings 3. Here's, I, hmm. here's the deal. All right. Hit me. Crusader Kings 3 is not a strategy game. It pretends to be and it likes to think it makes it likes to make you think it is. It's not. It's a comedy mm-hmm. game. It's a funny game for laughs. It's a game you play with your friends and you never know what's going to happen next. You never know if like Iceland is going to invade Ireland and make it Iceland and then your daughter is going to uh, kill all your other children as a prank. And then your character gets so stressed out that he becomes an exercise hound and he goes for runs to de-stress. And then because of that, he's so stinky from sweat all the time that people aren't attracted to him anymore. Um, no, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know if, like, you're playing as a half-den white shirt and he gets, he dies and then your son sucks so you disown him. And then he comes back later, and like ten generations later, his son shows up and wants wants <laughs> your throne, and he's much cooler than your shitty heir, your fail son. So you just kind of let it happen, and then start playing as him. So that's kind of what Crusader Kings Three is all about. It's very good. It's very accessible, actually. I uh, my my I was talking to my dad, and I said, "Here's a game you might like. It's called Crusader mm. Kings Three. That's kind of a dad game if you think about it." That that is very much a dad game because I remember my dad would always play Risk like every single day when I was younger on the computer, and I've always wanted to be like, "Dad, what if you just played Civilization?" Yeah, so I was like, "Hey, Dad, play Crusader Kings Three. You'll you'll like it. You like history. Um, you like." dad games and he said oh i played crusader kings 2 and i couldn't do anything so i said oh try crusader kings 3 they apparently i've never played the second one but apparently the third one is a lot more accessible i just got a message from him today 
that said, <laughs> uh, well, I got Crusader Kings 3 and actually accomplished something. I'm 100% more successful in this game than the previous one. So hey. it's, a da- it's a game that if I can play it, I don't like strategy, ga- strategy games and I can play it. My dad can play it. Then you can play it and experience funny things happening and enjoy it. It's uh, it's really cool. I like usually when people make like medieval history historical games, they're mm-hmm. like they're like fucking right winger Nazi guys. Yeah, it's like there they were there were no people of color at all. Yeah, in there Europe. were everyone was white, everyone was male, everyone was straight. Uh, mm-hmm. Crusader Kings three isn't like that so much. It's it's cool. It's uh you can there's uh. You can play as straight characters, gay characters, bi characters. They actually just added asexual characters. Uh, which right is on. Cool. Um, they, it's you know, it's got um, the Muslim Spain. I can't remember what that that historical part is of the world is called. It's got uh, Jewish people. It's got all these different religions. I uh, I conquered, I um, asatrued England so hard that the Pope did a crusade against me. Uh-oh. Well, that's in the name of the game, so you kind of had it coming. Yeah, I kind of had it coming. I did fight off the Pope, which felt really good. You can dismantle the papacy if you uh, are playing as a non-Christian, which is really That's like, that's Max, I know I know where your background is and I think that I think that there's something for you yeah, in this. Yeah, I, I I think I I think I'm currently rubbing my grubby little mitts together right now. <laughs> Today I will dismantle the papacy on purpose. <laughs> it's my choice. You can play as the Tamils in India and there's a bunch of just a million different uh people in Africa you can play as. I know some people um I've seen Ooh. Sirens outside. They don't gaming want to police. The gaming police are here. They're telling me that I should have said uh, Last of Us Two um, instead of Crusader. <laughs> it's actually the it's the Pope actually sent the Swiss Guard after I'm you. I'm changing. I'm changing my pick to Last of Us Part Two. Really, the best game ever made. No, but I've seen uh, people mm. writing online about like being playing Crusader Kings Three and appreciating that you know they know where their family came from, mm. and then they can play as those people have a have a cool experience you know and i like that about a game and i like that about a medieval history game that isn't uh what is that one kingdom come deliverance game oh yeah that no i remember no i remember hearing like that game i was like oh this game is really really cool it seems so neat and then and then i i I received the news that the creator is a super white supremacist and i said hmm i think i will never think about this game ever again in my life thank you very much (laughs) well this game is not like that um, it is a good video game. I recommend it highly. Um, it's on Game Pass. You can play it for $5 um, a month. It's really good. It's a really, really good game. I, I I promise, like, people who don't like strategy games, I don't like strategy games. People are always telling me to play fucking XCOM. Doesn't play XCOM. Mm. Don't want to play it. I want to play Crusader Kings 3 because it's very funny and it's very fun. And it's also a good podcast game. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of really fun, I know, I know. Are we talking about fun games this time? I know, Jordan. I know it's kind of a stretch <laughs> to talk about fun things when talking about our Game of the Year episode. No, games but... are supposed to be, games Games of the Year are supposed to be serious, and they're supposed to be games about what if killing, what if you killed someone and felt bad about it in a video game? What if you had to... Wouldn't that make you think about things? Wouldn't it, Max? Jordan? Wouldn't it be really fucked up if you had to kill a dog and then you get a flashback of the dog being played with the characters that you also killed, but it, <laughs> but it wasn't like a th- it, you, the game made you do it, and it's like, ha, you, you did remember, this by your own accord. Don't you feel do you re- bad? Do you remember mm. when like everything was like like every game wanted to like parody Call of Duty? 
So, like, like I feel like it was fucking Epic Games or something made a Call of Duty parody game. It was just, like, everything was just making fun of Call of Duty games. That thing with the dog feels like a parody from a parody of something. It's, it feels like an Onion article about, like, The Last yeah, of Us Yeah, it feels 3. like a hard drive article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in um, the game. It's in the, it's in the Game Awards Game of the Year as decided by Jeff Keighley and the Demonic Council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top 10 epic moments of 2020 in gaming. Um, but this is not any of that. This is a, an uh, unequivocally fun, cute, okay. good cool. game, a force okay. of good. Now, Jordan, I don't know if you know this. Uh-huh. Uh, things kind of got a little nutty around March of this year. That's true. That's Yeah, some people are saying this, that things got a bit weird, and we all had to stay inside, and we all got paid a handsome sum to do so. <laughs> we got we got a one-time payment. They sent us a book of coupons and said enjoy. They, they sent us Kohl's cash that expired two weeks after the receiving of it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, U.S. government. Mwah. And a little game came out called Aminal Crossing New Horizons. I think this is, like, the best-selling game in Japan ever at this point. It's probably, like, one of the most, like, important games. Th- this me. is... This might not be the best game of the year. This is the most important game of the year, without oh, yeah. a doubt. It's, like, it's kind of wild. It's... It, this... I, I don't think I've ever seen... Like, I you know, I've been around the block. I'm 27 years old. I've I've been part of the Undetail zeitgeist. I've been part of like the Portal zeitgeist. You know when games are huge, it's all everyone ever talks about. And like Animal Crossing, I feel was on a different level. Like it, it was, came it was out. Like, I mean the fact that like non it's one of those games that makes non gamers game. Mm-hmm. So like you've like I had old teachers playing it and professors playing it and like you know. That's that's something. That's Joe impressive. Bi- Joe Biden made his own special town that you could go to. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Joe. I, I heard Mayor Pete has an island, and all of his neighbors are the mice. <laughs> I heard Mayor Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Pete has an island, and all of his uh, his neighbors complain that bread is too expensive. <laughs> Thank you. Mayor. And he has his train sets all over the place. His. <laughs> He lo- one thing you got to know about Mayor Pete is <laughs> he thing loves train. He loves that boy. Loves his choo choo. He loves transportation. Um, but yeah, you know, look, I don't even need to say anything about Animal Crossing because I feel like I would bet money that more than ninety percent of our listeners have played Animal Crossing. Here's the thing about Animal Crossing New Horizons is that mm. it is my favorite Animal Crossing game, in spite of the fact that Nintendo has uh, kidnapped Brewster and Cap'n, put like a hood over their head and taken M- them to missing, a black presumed site. dead. Yeah, they're at the they're at a Nintendo black site where they're not allowed. Maybe like maybe Cap'n talked about like organizing a Smash tournament or something, so Nintendo had to take him out quietly and and put put one between his eyes so no one could ever hear from him again. Yeah, Br- Brewster accidentally streamed more than ten seconds of like a Metroid Fusion song, and Nintendo had to ice him. Yeah, Brewster upload <laughs> Brewster uploaded the a soundtrack to his YouTube channel, and Nintendo had to to take him to the black site where he'll never be seen again. It, it's um, a game that succeeds despite all of the absolutely well, mind meltingly baffling. They let you mistakes. put furniture outside. Is like that. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's the game. Th- that's literally. Uh, you, I mean, like, it sounds like a joke. That is literally one like, simple trick that changes Animal Crossing and makes it like actually 
very customizable and good. I think, like, pr- prior to this, I would have put Animal Crossing New Leaf in my top four games of all time. Um, I, t- I say top four only because whenever the thing goes around on Twitter, you can only put four images up there. Mm-hmm. I think, like, at this point, New Horizons has dethroned it. Like, despite, it's... you know, despite just how the game is, how it still doesn't really feel like a complete Animal Crossing experience, it's just that special of a game for it's... what it's done. I just, it's just wild to me that, like, they objectively removed content from Animal Crossing, but it still mm-hmm. feels like a better Animal Crossing game and a more, like, custom, like, it's all about customization. Oh, yeah. Know? Like, they took things out. You can't go to Brewster's. There's no comedy club. Not that I really ever cared for the comedy club. No, I, I was only there for the reactions. You're there for the reactions. Like, they took out Cap'n. Disgraceful. Shameful. I miss my boy. What have they done? The, what have the they done? The storefronts are gone. Like, Kix doesn't have his own store anymore. You'll never see Red. Red has also probably been taken to the black site. I don't know where he is. He never shows up to my island. They did add two... Two bug boy, fr- uh, bug and a uh, fish boyfriends that I my my uh, girlfriend got me uh, one of the, one of the things she, one of the things she got me for Christmas is a little pin that has Flick from Animal Crossing and it's a heart and it says you bug me on it and it's just oh, oh. that's 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 love that's but they love. did they did let you put a carpet and a table outside and therefore it is the best Animal Crossing game hands down yep. Yep. Empir- empirically proven like it's 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 simply they could have taken out everything and left that one feature in and i probably would still think it's the le- the, the best animal mm. crossing game ever they also made the museum into like oh, a so fucking cool. it, oh, like like leaps and bounds more beautiful than anything else i've seen in like most games it's so good what a it's good so video good. game and it came out right when it needed to come out yeah oh yeah Sold speaking like of games speaking of games that came out right when i needed them to come out um <clears throat> i was playing animal crossing new horizons and, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes when you're playing the chill, comfortable, uh, very cozy animal game where you get to put furniture outside, um, mm-hmm. and it isn't outdoor furniture. Let, let me, let me stress this. It's not outdoor furniture. It's going to get ruined the second it rains. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Animal Crossing New Horizons, but part of me just wanted to be, like, frustrated and angry and, and upset and, like, stressed. You wouldn't have um, a bad time. I wanted to have a bad time in a fun way, like Dark Souls' bad time. I wanted to play mm. something a little more uh, intense. Sure. Um, so I put down Animal Crossing, and I picked up the other game that everyone made funny jokes about because they both came out at the same time. Uh, so I picked up Doom Eternal. Now here's the thing. First of all, yeah. first of all, divisive game. I mean, it's it, I oh, say yeah. divisive in gamer speak when when every reviewer says it's like a, a ten out of ten, but it's divisive because um, the gamers, uh, the gamers. So if you if you didn't know it, you wouldn't know it's divisive. Um, they made some changes from Doom 2016, the beloved, critically acclaimed Doom 2016, but I think they're changes for the better. Um, but I respect people's opinions who don't like it. So first of mm-hmm. all, they made resource management like the entire game. Yeah. So you have way less ammo, enemies deal more damage, you have less health, and the whole thing is just like survival, getting mm-hmm. your ammo, getting your health, getting your armor, which I like. They made it a lot harder, and if you play on hard or nightmare, you're going to have a bad time, and I like <laughs> to have a bad time. Um, there are some new enemies that suck and make the game not fun. 
But that's besides the point, because this is this year's games and not the other year's games. And uh, the Marauder can eat my dick, and I don't appreciate him. Uh, he looks cool, though. He's pretty cool looking, and I know, I've seen people like, well, actually, you could beat him real good if you do this one thing. And it's like, okay, no, be quiet. One simple trick to one defeat sim- the Marauder in the Doom Marauder Eternal. Sucks. The Marauder sucks. We don't like him. But Doom Eternal mm-hmm. is good. It's extremely fun. It's extremely intense. Um, very challenging. Sometimes when you're in that mood, you know, I just wanted to play something that was going to, like, be so demanding and ask so much of me. And you can't, like, think about your anxieties or the state of the world or anything because you're too busy thinking about, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay decisions. Right. of uh, And, oh, man. You're, I love you're trying to not get your, like, head and feet and hands blown off by, like, a, a funny floating brain man. Um, I like they added a new feature where as you shoot the demons, they start to fall apart in really disgusting. Like our Lego fighting game. Like our Lego fighting game. Yeah, they added (laughs) destructible demons, I think they call it. Those are incredibly fun. I like the feedback of as you, as you, it's just, it is, it is like, it is kind of like Bonestorm real from the Simpsons, that game. Like the way it treats it. Like, it's just this very violent, very loud game. But boy, is it just a very fun game. One thing, one thing, hmm. they really, really liked that mortally challenged joke, huh? It's, it's it is. They yeah. wanted that one on t-shirts all across America. They thought that was going to be the new, the cake is a lie. It was, wasn't. Yeah, like, you know one of the developers, like, who's a bit too high up in the food chain for, for the influence they have, played Portal yeah. 1 in, like, 2007 as, like... I'm a, we gotta I'm a make cook. one of I'm these. A, 13 years up. later, this will come to fruition. People are gonna love Mortally Challenged. I'm gonna fucking... Everyone's gonna be wearing a shirt that says that one. No, it was funny zero times. It was never funny. They could have just cut the whole thing out, and it would have made the game a lot better. Because it, it, it really... It wasn't just, like, one character says it. It's it's throughout the entire game, they, they mm. say it. It fucking sucks. Also, the story of doom eternal allegedly exists but you have to read to learn i don't know i don't know how to read jordan you know i just like to shoot the guys and and then the second you're done shooting the guys you walk into another room and there's more guys and that's (laughs) the game and that's good i like it yeah something i feel that sort of like encapsulates the way that they've made doom eternal more like arcadey and goofy and fun than doom 2016 is that the one-ups are literally floating glowing doom guy heads that say one-up over them it's really funny to me that, like, Doom Eternal occupies this weird space where they simultaneously try to make it, f- like, a lot more funny and arcadey than mm-hmm. Doom. Um, but they also, A, made it harder. Yeah. And they, B, made it a lot more, like, story-based in a way. Like, it's yeah. not just blasting your way through a facility. It's like, there's a backstory for the Doom guy, and there's an alien that you don't learn about until the very end of the game what her deal is. And, like, there's an ancient order. I don't, I really don't know. Like I said, I did not, I ignored the entire thing um, and just focused on the blasting, which is really the best part. Um, it's good. I highly recommend it. It's, uh, if you like a hard game, it's it's yeah. a very good hard game and it's very fun. Um, very good, very fun. Uh, my next pick. Yeah. So, so you said something in, in your sort of, um, in your spiel about Doom, and you said it was a, ga- a very demanding game that you, you know, sort of like put all your attention into. Yeah. And my next pick is very similar in in halfway there, I guess. It's a very demanding game that you really need to like put your brain into and pay attention to. But it's also 
on maybe the exact opposite spectrum of excitement from blasting demons apart with a cool gun. Because this is a game about sitting in your truck. You ever just sit in your truck? You ever just sit in your truck? I'm talking about Focus Home Interactive Smash Hit Snow Runner. And this game is, it is such, it's such a max game because... Maximum game. It's a max, that's what my name is short for, Jordan. It is a game that is so like deliberately designed. It, 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 essentially, you're a, a truck driver mm-hmm. and you got to drive around and you got to, you know, it, everything's all muddy and snowy and, and like shitty conditions. And you really have to like pay so much attention to what you're doing because you're driving a truck you're gonna get stuck you have to be moving cargo from place to place um and i'm just remembering now i said something in our previous recording that upset you a great deal and i'm gonna say it again jordan okay please go ahead (laughs) snow runner is a strand game jordan oh that didn't upset me that delighted me oh okay i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't tell this is a game this is a game where you're in a pretty much empty world you only ever talk to npcs through text boxes you are the solitary force in this hostile environment that you have to navigate. You have to figure out the best way to do it, you know, make your routes. You have to move cargo around from place to place, rebuilding the world. This is a strand game. It, it the is only, The only thing it's missing so. is, is evidence of other truckers that you can't see who, like, you get out of your truck and you have to, you have to empty your bladder, which I'm yeah. sure is a common trucker experience. Yeah, the emptying my bladder is what I call it when I unload cargo on a work site. And then a mushroom grows. <laughs> then a mushroom grows. So I bought is... I bought I bought Snowrunner um when I I got a better parts for my PC because uh-huh. I thought this game you know car games are always like the best looking games probably because they don't need to like animate people. You don't got to do a whole lot. You don't got to you just got to make the car shiny. You got to make the landscapes look pretty. You got to and you don't have to draw like rippling muscles or like clothes or fabric it's just big trucks and they and they don't even have sex but yeah very disappointing my experience with snow runner and i know once again i'm not saying it's a bad game i'm saying it's a game that i need to learn how to play correctly because my uh-huh. experience with snow runner was that i did the tutorial i rebuilt the bridge i carried um the president's body to the to the uh incinerator um, to you you had you had to you had to very quietly drive by the field of truck ghosts. <laughs> I had to uh, I had to put um, my favorite low roar song on the radio as I tumbled down the mountain, and then I like got <laughs> to the part where the game says, "Okay, you're free free to explore the open landscape." And I said, "All right, here's a mission: take some logs to a camp." Got it. And then I just got stuck in the mud. And then I got mm. another truck to unstick my truck in the, from the mud, and that one got stuck in the mud. And then, like, I didn't know what to do, so I stopped playing. Uh, so if anyone wants to teach me how to play SnowRunner, I'd love to learn because it looks very fun. The mud looks very muddy, and the water looks very wet. And I like the idea of a strand game about trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I simply don't understand how you're supposed to get out of the mud. Yeah, it's all about, I mean, again, it's all about having the right kind of toe hitch on the other truck and, and where you position your truck when you pull it out. It's, it's Again, it is a wildly deliberate game. It is so realistic to the point where, like, 
people would see this and think that's not fun that's just a thing you do in real life but a game but i think that's what makes it so fun to me is because it is this wild experience that i wouldn't want to do myself and that i can do in a game um also one more one more death stranding joke uh while i was fresh in my mind uh you also have to plug a, a mini cooper into the back of your main truck to drive through the field of ghost trucks it's ooh. <laughs> do trucks get pregnant <laughs> what if a truck got purging at do uh here's another joke about why is death Strand is is uh is that snowrunner makes me feel very mad um here's my next game yeah I think I think we're packing the heavy. We changed the order that we've we've. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. It's 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 fun we're, for us, even though we're the packing the heavy know. hitters onto the end. So here's another thing: an unconditional year for an un, an unconditional game for an unconditional year. Um, mm-hmm. I last year and then early into this year got more into sports than I was uh, previously. I used to be a, a sports or nah, sports or for jocks. I'm not a jock. Um, I'm not a jock, but I do like a good sport. I like a professional wrestling. That is a real sport. Shut up! Don't don't tell me otherwise. It's it's, it's a sport. If you it counts. we're we're objectively correct. It's a sport. Do but, not do not get in our if you can about engage this. if you can engage with it like it's a sport, then it counts as a sport. And if you're gonna tell me that professional wrestling isn't a real sport, I'm gonna tell you that video games aren't a real sport. Shut up. Doesn't um. matter. <laughs> um, but sports got 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 silly this year because. There's a funny virus, the gamer virus. Um, so if only if only someone could make a new sort of sporting experience, and that sporting experience was real, and that export that sporting experience is baseball. about baseball as a game not much to look at really it's, it's a black not. it's a black website you just kind of make bets on your team you pick a team they all have funny names you know the mexico city wild wings the chicago fire firefighters the baltimore crabs um you pick your team the charleston shoe thieves is mine um and then you there's it's got funny players that everyone on the internet is probably sick of hearing their names now um, like Jessica Telephone and Randall Marijuana and Kiki Familia, and they all have silly names. And then you just kind of watch the games play out in uh, random number generators and in just kind of on the scoreboard. You make your bets, and that's the entire game. But that's not the entire game. No. It's so much more than that. It's not a game about fantasy baseball. It's a game about, like, being a baseball fan it's a game about liking a sport as opposed to engaging with the sport. Mm-hmm. So it's more about like picking your favorite players and uh, just kind of getting really excited when they hit a home run, even if you can't see the home run. Um, the people who made ba- every week is a season in baseball, baseball. So at the end of every week, something also baseball is currently like on a giganto hiatus. It'll come back eventually, uh, but it isn't really happening right now. So mm-hmm. I miss it very much. But it was this thing where on Fridays was the end of the season, and at the end of every season, something wild would happen. First of all, um, baseball is also in a, uh, a democratic sport. So every yeah. week there's an election, and you get to decide how to change the rules of the game in ways like, um, oh, what if like there were negative runs or an extra base? 
How would that very, make you very feel? Good stuff. One of the first things that happened in baseball was uh, people voted for something called "Eat the Rich," where the one percent top one uh, percent richest players would lose all of their money at the end of each season, and it would just get redistributed to the other players. Um, and it happened to me one time. I got all my money taken away, um, and I was very mad about it. Well, it sounds like you deserved it, Jordan. I did deserve it. I was too good at betting, um, and I forgot to spend all my money at the end of each season. But what would happen <laughs> is on Fridays at like two two o'clock. Something fucking wild would happen every single week, and it would either be a situation where you'd check your computer and you'd see it happen, or you'd be doing something because you're an adult and you don't have time to just stare at a website all day, and mm-hmm. then you'd come back and then you'd have to piece together the forbidden arcane information of what happened in baseball. Like, oh, all of the dead players came back to life on their special team to have an extremely good anime JRPG boss fight against a giant peanut. Like, come on? Excuse me? What? Like, that's something... Like, uh, people will forget about, like, you know... I think people will come away and eventually baseball will fall out of popularity. Some might even argue that because it has been gone for so long, maybe it will never be as popular as it was for, like, the month of September. Mm -hmm. Um, But people will probably be talking about the big nut or the the time that the Seattle garages bought, brought a dead player back to life, um, sort of <laughs> they've like hacked the player back in by tricking the rules of the game somehow. Um, people will talk about that for a very, very, very long time, even if people aren't still playing baseball. And I will never forget that. I will never stop thinking about the fucking batshit things that happened in baseball. So it's my game. One of my games of the year. I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. It, it is. It is. It, it... I feel like for me, so I, I I I love and support all my baseball friends, and I feel like I have this sort of alternate negative or, or like mirror image viewpoint of like I don't I don't go to baseball. I I see it and I acknowledge it, but I've also just had I I like blocked every like baseball related word I could on Twitter because I was just so sick and tired of seeing it all the time, just being like. I feel like such a boomer right now. I have no idea what these kids are saying, and I just... mm. Here's the thing. It's Mm. like when you hear people that you know, and I won't name any names, it's like when people are just like, Vriska. (laughs) Okay, so we're we're sort of calling out a different one of our mutual friends in the podcast Well, I'm just saying that, like, you know, sometimes you just don't want to hear it. Sometimes you just don't want to hear it. If you, and if, it's like if everyone's talking about a thing that you don't really care for, it just kind of mm-hmm. makes you resent it. Not because yeah. you feel left out, but because you just wish they would talk about something else. So you, I understand you just simply the, heard too much of it. Yeah, I all, I understand all the baseball haters uh, yeah, out there. Yeah. I also think that uh, that as much as I love baseball, the fandom can be kind of cringe. Yeah, well, not not very epic sometimes. Not a little bit, a little bit problem, a little bit of problems. There's a lot of people who have a lot of problems with the fact that players can die at any time. And mm-hmm. my my argument towards them is that um, if you were aware that any player can die at any time, you sh- simply shouldn't have uh, gotten so attached to them. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't make a player eight years old if it's in a game that they can die at any time. That's your fault. <laughs> That's your fault, <laughs> baseball. It's a, it's a video game, though. Don't listen to anyone who says it isn't. And no, it's all it's all pretend. It's funny when it happens. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Max. Moving on to another. What do you pret- got? What do you? What hotness have you brought? I have brought hotness from the year 1997, Jordan. What? That's not. Hey, Max. It's 2020. We don't do that. What? 
okay, um, how about I take this video game from the year 1997 and remake it? What if you... Hey, Max. Hey, I'm gonna make some people mad. What if you took a game from 1997 and made it good? <laughs> I think you'd end up with a game called Final Fantasy VII Remake, Jordan. I, you know me, I'm the RPG guy. I love Final Fantasy as a franchise. Final Fantasy VII? Mmm. I make, I make the funny Khaleesi squinting smile face when I see mm. Final Fantasy VII. I get why people like it. I played I played quite a bit of it Um, when I, I bought it on Switch. And it, I, Final I, Fantasy... I see it. I understand. I see it. it. It exists in the same node of my brain as Ocarina of Time does, where it's like, Music is good. I recognize how important it is. I don't. I do not care for it. I feel like I understand why people are nostalgic for it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, Ocarina of Time, same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Remake is. Let's take the first five hours of the game, turn it into like a 30, 40 hour RPG, give it like one of the most apeshit soundtracks imaginable. Remake all the old songs. Make some new songs. Remake songs that you wouldn't have even heard up until that point in the game, but make it diegetic, as in they're all jukebox songs you hear on the radio within oh, the so game. Good. Voice act and all the characters. Make one of the characters act, oh really, God. really horny for some reason. Jesse Raspberry is... Jesse is incredible. Oh, my God. Jesse is incredible, and I feel I'm like Jesse so, brought love to so many people. <laughs> I'm so proud of Jesse for how horny she is. I've truly never seen anyone like her in a video game. I should I should say if you haven't played it, she like it's not like conceptually she she is a person who is extremely horny. She she is like she is like the equivalent of like the heart eyes grabby hands emoji at Cloud every single scene she's in. It's incredible. It's so fucking good. I love her. She is genuinely one of the best parts of the game, and it's taken this uh active time battle turn based system and oh, turned it so into good. like. In, in, into a fully real time, just like not al- almost hack and slash, but still keeps that like this has, active time battle elements into it. It is incredible what they've done. To it's not. System. It's not a situation where it's like they. It, it's it's real time. It's got like it's it's really cool in the way that it isn't. It preserves the DNA. I think mm-hmm. of active it time does. battles. It keeps it feeling enough like you're playing. It it, it keeps the spirit of it. I think. Like you, you have you can pause time, and use your special moves, and there's and you gotta use your special moves, and you gotta, you gotta switch back and forth with your party members, and by doing those things, building your gauges, using your your limits, all that stuff, it keeps the feeling of like you understand where this game came from, but also ATP isn't good, it was never good. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't like Final Fantasy as much as some people, but I don't when I play them. I don't like ATB. I don't understand why people do. It's not good. Just just let it be a thing, Max. Let it be either all the way one thing or all the way the other. You don't need to half ass it. I, I am I am plugging you're my a- you're I'm plugging ATB my fingers enjoyer. in my ears, looking away, smiling and whistling as you say this. I think it's fine. But that again, I'm the RPG guy. Um It's it just like it truly is like the perfect realization of let's make a Final Fantasy, let, let's turn a classic Final Fantasy into a modern Final Fantasy, but not make it just like whatever the hell they tried to do with 15. Look, <laughs> look, <laughs> folks, there is no, I hope they give, I hope they give Cloud and Co a car to drive around in. 
that would be, um, and they could just drive around on the highway and. No, because I want them to keep the chocobo system from fifteen. I want them to. You're walking. I want. I want to see what the big snake looks like. I can't wait for the next game. By the way, oh. the next Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, um, I. I like because because Final they, Fantasy VII remake isn't. It is not. The game is called Final Fantasy VII Remake. It is not really a remake of Final Fantasy VII. It is more of it's a, a remake of the 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 war. It's remaking. Yes, it, yeah. it is. I would argue a sequel of Final Fantasy VII. It's pretty wild. It's the pretty other wild, thing and I, I won't go into about it, but, remake yeah. is how like realized and detailed the world is. Oh my gosh, it, it is, feels so real. It it is a like I've uh, it's kind of insane. When I went because I played remake and then I said I need to go back and play. So I at least played like the first I don't know eight or nine hours of seven before I started playing something else. So you, seeing, you played all of what remake is in seven. Yeah, so exactly. Good. I mean, you can do that in like an hour. Yeah, seeing what they did to that the chunk of game that they remade made me appreciate it so much more because mm-hmm. it's like first of all it's somehow expanded and inflated and restructured like like everything is different bigger more impressive more detailed more things to do but also on a structural level it's all exactly the same all the characters like even the random npcs are in the same places that they were in the original game they are dressed the same way they say pretty much the same things but there's Mm -hmm. just so much detail like i cannot imagine I mean, well, gamers are a weird kind of people, so there might be people who play Remake and are like, I hate this because I'm different! But mm-hmm. I would I would love to have that, like, sense of seeing, of being a Final Fantasy VII fan and also not, like, a gamer with a gamer brain and mm-hmm. playing Remake and seeing what they turned my beloved childhood classic into. Um, speaking of, hey, Max, this hey, is Jordan. just a random shout-out. Uh-huh. I played a lot of Final Fantasy IX this year. Yeah. I understand the gamers. I understand why they say it's the best Final Fantasy game. And I also uh, understand why people want it remade. But imagine if they did it because they would do the realistic art style and that would be disgraceful. I, I'm like imagine, imagining... Imagine like, photorealistic VV, like a hot VV, like a tall VV. What if they made VV hot? I'm imagining like Steiner... With the proportions of a normal uh, man, and, and my, I, I'm convulsing violently. Hot Steiner that fucks. Ima- okay, now now I'm going to hit you with something challenging, Jordan. Uh-huh. Photo, realistic, Queen of Quen. I mean, that's I, I like that. I'd like to see what that looks like. I, I mean, they s- did it with I Ket- simply want to see it. They did it with um, Ketseeth. There we go. Ketshi. Ketshi. I was almost right. They did it with Ketshi, and it looked very out of place and weird. I just, look, this isn't the Final Fantasy podcast, but Final Fantasy IX is a really good game. It's got a really good story. It's I like mm-hmm. that it's very cartoony, and it looks extremely good for the time it came out in. Cause it's it all, holds up it's got a great amazingly art well. It's an amazing video game, and they should never remake it, nope. ever. They should keep it, it how it is. Keep it how it is. Don't touch what? it. Don't touch it. Um, What's your next pick, Jordan? Well, let's talk about my favorite series of all time. Got a new game this year. It was, the, and it's, uh, it's it's not my favorite game in the series, but it's my second favorite game in the series. It's called Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's not called Yakuza Seven. 
Don't no, get don't get it mixed up. I, don't get it twisted. I call, I call it I call, I do call it Y seven because I just don't want to type out Yakuza Yaku. like a dragon when I talk about it to my friends. Why why lad? As I Yilid. Yilid, yeah. Um Yakuza Like a Dragon is the first is it is a game that um it is a game in the Yakuza series, but the Yakuza series uh kinda ended in Yakuza six with the mm-hmm. departure of Kazuma Kiryu as the protagonist. And this game seeks to take the whole take everything in the series kind of crush it down into a little powder and rebuild the whole thing um, as a JRPG. And somehow, seven mainline games into the series in, a complete genre shift not only, like, was successful, but somehow, like, made the game, every weird element of the game, good and already like everything in yakuza like a dragon is stuff that you already found in yakuza games right but the fact that they made it a jrpg is like they accidentally realized that they were jrpgs the whole time and that they Mm -hmm. accidentally made a brawler instead like how does that work everything works so well the crafting the items the party system the the side content the side stories the stats that was all there it was always, well, except for the party, but it was all except there, the but it wasn't a JRPG, and now that it is a JRPG, it's good and, like, mechanically sound, and I don't even yeah. like JRPGs. I'm not a yeah. fan, but it's it, good. They made, George, I, I, not to get back on my soapbox, they made a game for me. Yeah, They it's made a, a Max a, game again. It's a Yakuza game that's also a Dragon Quest game, and can we talk, can we talk, hmm. can we talk about Kasuga Ichiban? I love this boy so much. It, you know that 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 meme, the "It's Always Sunny" meme, where it's it's like they're all looking at the picture and it says, "I've had enough of this guy. I need mm-hmm. the opposite. I need more of this guy. I will never have enough of this guy. I will never have enough of this guy." Ichiban is, you know, he had gigantic shoes to fill. From a, I mean, a large man with large shoes. Kiryu. Yeah. Um, we knew Kiryu for seven games because of Yakuza Zero. He's a beloved protagonist. Everybody who plays Yakuza loves Kiryu. He's just an icon, and he's gone, and that's okay. I mean, he's not gone. He, he sticks he's around. He's not gone. We he's see, around. He'll, he'll, he'll see him every once in a while. Ichiban is, like, everything that Kiryu isn't as a person. Mm-hmm. While also keeping sort of the same core values of Kiryu. He's, you know, he's a, he's a big, tough guy. He... he sort of is very loyal he's very straightforward but but he unlike kiryu he's just a kind he's very kind he's very like willing to jump into every problem that it presents itself Mm -hmm. his way he's never he never thinks twice before just wholeheartedly helping people and he's very funny he's very goofy he's a huge goober he's a huge dork he's a big nerd Mm -hmm. um and he's just great i love him he's so charming he, he it's so he's so quick too you play yakuza like a dragon and within like the first hour you're like fully you're yeah. just fully hooting and hollering over ichiban you, you get what he's about you get it yeah they did a great job i i was kind of worried you know going in not mm-hmm. i had faith because i always have faith in rpg right. as a yakuza fan but like never before have i seen them stick the landing so hard on something that was so scary like rebuilding mm-hmm. the whole and not only that but like they could have just basically done, like, a Star Wars where they kind of act like they are going to do a new reboot and then just kind of make the same movie again and again and then fuck it up real bad. And they might yeah. still do that. There's more games that yeah. are coming, probably. 
But it seems like the place that they took the story kind of just burned down every bridge in the Yakuza mm-hmm. series in a way that I wasn't expecting. It really feels like they're they're trying to make it so that this is they're going to do a new thing and they can't go back uh-huh. now, you know? It's good. It, it's so good. I God, I love this game so much. Also, the side content is like some of the best, funniest sub stories in the whole series. They, they like really, really lean into the insanity of the Yakuza series in this one. Yeah, they they. I think ever since Zero, they learned that people like the weirdness. Like that's what brings people to the series. So they mm. they have pushed it further than they've ever pushed it. I think, and I love it. And all the mini games are good. And people who say that the dragon cart is a bad cart racer, I laugh at you, I point at you, and I'm telling you, listen, it is a bad cart racer, but it's not its own video game. You paid $60 for a Yakuza game with a cart racer in it. Shut up about the dragon cart not feeling good. It's It's not a cart racer. It's It's just side stuff. It's in a video game. It's in a full-fledged, like... 50 to 100 hour video game depending on how obsessive you are about it i beat it in like i'm i'm definitely more hours. on the 100 hour end i beat it in like 55 and i i was delighted by how much content there was yakuza mm. like a dragon yakuza like a very very good video game Matt, wonderful my final pick jordan mm-hmm. and then another weird contentious pick because this game originally came out in 2013, that's seven whole years ago. That's seven years ago. I also want to tell you, even though we've already had this conversation, I did, I did completely forget about what game you're talking about. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a game that released episodically. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember now. Yeah. Okay. That, there you go. That, was, that, was, the hint. that was the hint you needed. Uh, a, my, one of my metrics of a game, it, if, if we're going off of no other sort of... Um, uh, quantifier for a game. If a game can make me cry, it's a good game. Oh, so your, your pick is The Last of Us Part 2? My pick is uh, a truly emotional masterpiece that cuts the core of the human condition Last of Us Part 2. I am talking about Kentucky Route Zero. Hark the voice of Jesus calling seven years ago but was finished this year the fifth episode came out this year making it a complete game and i don't know about you jordan but i'd like you know i played episode one then when episode two came out it had been a while so i played episode one again then played episode two and then episode three came out a long time later and i was like okay i forgot what happened i just played episode yeah you kind of have to play this game factorially you have to play it factorially but you can't do it all in one sitting because it's the kind of game that you have to like really think on and like take in and let it let it digest as as i as you would say um and and i'm really remembering the problem we had last week when we talked about this because it's like we can't really talk about this game we can't talk about what happens in this game can we no but tell it just this is the way you talk about kentucky Series. you talk about the vibe it's the vibe so this game plays like a sort of lucasarts point and click I guess is the best way to describe it. It's not like inventory management. It's not like puzzles, but like you're a guy, uh, Conway, Conboy. Conway, Conboy? It would be so fucking funny if his name was Conboy. I, I, I said Conboy, but Conboy, oh, Conboy is also very good. Yeah. Conway. And you're, 
you're you're a delivery driver. You have to make a delivery that to to an address on the the zero Kentucky Route Zero. You know, roll credits, Cinemasins, Ding, um, and the whole game is like th that's the premise of it. Essentially, you have to find out how to get there, and then when you do get there, it's, you have to travel around it, and it's like this really fun, crazy experience. And it like it kind of starts as like feeling like a almost like a ghost story or like a camp you know like truck bit. driver truck driver yeah yeah there's like you go in there's it's all dark it's nighttime there's weird things happening but then it kind of nose dives into like i don't know magical realism or sci-fi like science it's just it's so hard it, it, to describe it, the vibes of this game it's very it's, it's like americana magical realism is I yeah. think the best way to with a it. with a little bit of sci-fi mm -hmm. just a little dash i think yeah um, it is just like I oh my god it, it it is such a special experience that it's another game that I think anyone could play if they're not a gamer. Mm -hmm. The other like, cool thing about Kentucky Route Zero, also I haven't beaten it. I've been like because because everyone is like, you know, I I'm like mm -hmm. I need a game to play, and they say, have you played Kentucky Route Zero yet? And I say, if I played, I think three out of five parts. I missed part four and I missed part five, and one day I'll go back. And then I'm like. Uh -huh. I'm like, uh, is this gonna make me upset or sad? And they're, and then everyone's like, yes, yes, it will. And I'm like, okay, I'll play it when I'm in a better place emotionally than yeah. where I am today. Yeah. And then I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten, I haven't, you know, 2020 haven't been good yet. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's been a trip. So once I'm, uh, once, once things are, once I'm feeling better about maybe just in general, maybe I'll, I'll go back and finish it. But what I love about Kentucky Route Zero is, it's not a game, it's not a Telltale game where it's like. You've got to make a choice, and every choice matters. When you do the dialogue system in, in Kentucky Route Zero, you're making choices, but only for your characters and, like, their backstories. Um, the, like, like, you decide, you know, for example, someone says, oh, nice dog, what's the dog's name? And then you get to choose, uh, what, Homer, Blue, or doesn't have a name. And it's yeah. like... I mean, that is a choice, but it's not a choice that affects the outcome of the story. It's only a choice that affects your characters. You you can, yeah. you know, what Conway's backstory is, what the backstories of the other characters are, how they feel about things, is what you decide. So it isn't really about making choices per se, but it's a game about clicking, you know, what you want them to say and what you want them to be about. Um, there's one really cool part that I think about constantly um, from part, I think it's from part three. So skip forward 30 seconds if you haven't played it, where yeah. the dialogue allows you to pick lyrics of a song as it is being sung. That part is so fucking cool. What a good I video I love game. that so much. That's genius. I love it. So, it, it you know, it it it, um, it it is minimally interactive, but I, I we were talking on the last attempt at this of like, in 2020, we are so far past arguing about what is and isn't a game, I feel like. If uh -huh. anyone fucking tries to tell me, like, um, well, if you don't interact with anything, how can you say it's a... Shut up. Hey. Shut Kentucky up. Kentucky Roots, just... It's just... Enjoy it. It's a video game. Play it. It's a game. What does it matter? What the fucking... Blazeball was one of my games of the year this year. It is... Don't do anything in it. It's just it's a watching random numbers. Anyway, mm -hmm. Kentucky Route Zero is a very, very good video game. It is. That's why I brought it up. I was a. Uh, I just a few days ago beat for the first time in my life. Um, after trying so many times to play it, uh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind. What um, a good game! And the reason I bring it up right now is because my summary of my experiences playing Morrowind is that it is a. And I'm not saying this about Kentucky Route Zero, but I'm saying Morrowind is a terrible video game. 
Mm-hmm. But it's an extremely good book. Yeah. It's, that is what Morrowind is a is a book that you can play. It's like you it is the most enjoyable part is watching the story unfold and seeing the world and seeing the people in it and that's like what I love about Morrowind. Um, and I don't think, and I think that Kentucky Route Zero in, in a way is a lot more, is a lot better of a game than Morrowind, but mm. what I feel, but it, it has the same vibes for me of like playing Kentucky Route Zero is like reading a, is like reading a book, but yeah. it's a book that you can play and it's a book that you can see everything in. And that's, what's really cool about it. It's I a like really, it. really special experience. It's so good. I need to, I need to sit down and play the whole thing. Um, yeah. also the music is really good and we'll do an episode on it one day, I'm sure. Yeah. My, All right, Jordan, round us out. My final game of the year is a game that is very good, and it's a triple threat. It's good to look at, it's good to play, and it's good to. It's got a good story, I think. Mm-hmm. It is Super Giants Hades. Hades nuts. The Spear of Bofides. Um <laughs> Hades is a, is a Supergiant's fourth video game. Supergiant's the creator of Bastion, Transistor, Pyre. Um, Pyre I played this year, and it's like one of my new all-time favorites, uh, besides Hades. And mm-hmm. uh, the thing about Supergiant, I think, is that um, they are very good games, but I think they're very much a company that a lot of times you could say is form over function. Yeah. Like, they look nicer and sound nicer than they play. Uh, and then Hades showed up and slam dunked it into the good video game territory where it looks good, it feels good, the combat is incredible, the um, the story is really good, the voice acting is really good, all the writing is great, and just, it is, a, I don't like roguelikes at all, mm-hmm. like I think it's a genre that is just, uh, much like the Crusader Kings, it, it, it is a, strat- a strategy, roguelikes, and sports games are yeah. my three not, not for genres Jordan. that I just don't really care about. Hades is so good. Um, it is the perfect length. Like, each run, I think, is, like, the perfect length. So you can you can sit down, do a run. It takes, like, no more than 30 minutes um, to do the whole game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just that, that mentality of, first of all, the way that the system of, as you progress through the, uh, the levels... You uh, you pick your weapon at the start. There's some upgrades that are like permanent upgrades, like to health and resources, like that. How many like lives you have? And then as yeah. you go through the dungeon, you get uh, boons from the Greek gods. It's all Greek mythology. I'm sure you know this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's called Hades. You know, it's Hades. Yeah. You get boons from the Greek gods, and they're like three choices that will buff you or change the way you play in some way. And as you keep playing, your skill set gets more specialized and differentiated in a way that by the time you're fighting the final boss, you're just, like, playing a game that you'll never play before and you've never played again. Right. And it's just, your play style is completely different. Um, and it's just everything. It's, like, from your weapons, your boons, your cast, like, your your projectiles, your dodge, everything is different. So every time you play, and it's just, like, you know, 30 minutes is completely different the way you play. And then... You just want to do it again and again and again and again and again and, and, again, again. and again and again. And it's like by the time you – and the other thing I love about Hades is by the time you beat it for the first time, mm-hmm. you feel so fucking good about it. And it's like everything starts to just like – you you know, you start in, in Tartarus 
and you just feel like, oh, this is so hard. I'll never be able to get past this. This boss, oh my god, the first boss in Tartarus, how am I supposed to beat this boss? Then you go to Asphodel, and you're like, oh my god, Asphodel, is so much lava. How am I supposed to get past this? And you get to you get to Elysium, and you're like, how in the world am I supposed to get past the boss here? And you fight, and you just keep playing it over and over and over again, and you just get it. I didn't, And I know people... Yeah. I've been seeing so many people, it makes me so happy. Like, people who don't play these kinds of games at all play Hades, and they love it, and they, they get it. And I love to see my friends post, just beat the game for the first time. Here's how many runs it took me, and here's how I did it. Here's my build. Posted it's the so build. good. It it's, never gets sold. It's to incredible. See it. It's a game that I almost love hearing about just as much as I love playing. Be- because everything is so different that, you know, it's a deck of cards game where everything, there's like millions of different combinations. So whenever you see your friend beat it for the first time, it's like almost assuredly something you've never seen before. I also and, you just know, love what they beat it with. Everyone has their own style, everyone has their own preferences. Uh-huh. Um, what's your favorite weapon, by the way? It's gotta be the bow with the, I think it's the Zeus aspect. It's the, it's the, what is it, Kronos? Kai- the one that, the one that, the one that makes a homing. The bow's named Chiron. Chiron. It's, it's, it's the first aspect you unlock that makes the arrows homing on your special. Oh, and that's delicious. just like, so tasty. It, and it's just like, you, you, once you start playing enough, you just start to see the synergies in your head. You start mm-hmm. being, being aware of what works and what, well, I want to say doesn't work because, you know. Most things work in Hades. You, you can There's, make it work even if it doesn't work. There are some things like, I don't know, putting a, putting a, well, I don't want to spoil. There's one weapon I don't want to spoil, so I never mind. I won't, I won't go there. But, you mm-hmm. know, there's some things that don't work. But you know what does and doesn't work. You know what boons you want on your weapons. And the best part is, is that the game has the heat system. So even if you've, like, completely mastered the run, you can just start making it harder. You can make it harder! You can make it so busted hard. Like, and and the game rewards you for it in ways. You mm. get new reward. You start getting upgrade items again. You stop getting them at a certain point unless you crank up the heat. And it's yeah. that, that system alone is, I think, genius, and I want to start seeing it in more games. Um, you gotta earn it. You really... Yeah, I know. I love it. And, and then... You can unlock different aspects for your weapons that change the playstyle even more. There's super secret weapons that are incredibly cool that, mm. you know, you, you can play the game for hours and hours and not see them. And then by the time you unlock them, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also my favorite weapon, uh, the fists, uh, magnetic cutter. Um, so good. So when you good. get the one that heals you. That one is just, like, game-breakingly good. Also, if you haven't played Hades or have played Hades but haven't tried it yet, try a cast build, everybody. Just try to just do a run where everything you pick up is to try to power up your cast. Um, Aspect of Poseidon with a cast build is, like, it will melt the final boss in, like, 30 seconds, I promise. I always tell people, this, this is the other thing. You tell people, try a cast build, and they're like, uh, absolutely not, and then... A few days later, they're like, I tried a cast build, and oh my god. I just love Hades. It's so good. I love it's hearing... It's a fantastic game. It's just so fun to hear people talk about what they like and what they don't like. It's so good. And it's also got great characters. For example, Thanatos. He's just Miles, Je- Miles Edgeworth. We love him. We love our Grim Reaper boy. <laughs> we love our Grim Reaper boy. We love... Um, I love whenever I get to see Sisyphus in Tartarus. Oh, he's just very wide. He's so nice and jolly and is exact it's like the opposite of what you'd expect from the dude who has to push the boulder up the hill forever. He's in good spirits. Um I know some people I love the people who are like, 
I don't like Sisyphus because I know what he did. He well, was, mm. he was mean to another character from Hades that I like. Um, yeah, Hades is just incredible, and uh, it is one of those things that like it makes you. Th- th- there was a couple games this year that made me interested in things that I wasn't necessarily interested in before. So not mm. only do I think about maybe I should like give Spelunky another try, but I'm also like maybe I should go and you know, learn some more about Greek mythology because I always like. I'm always not super interested in Greek mythology. I think it's neat, but uh, this has kind of prompted me to maybe want to learn some more, which I always like yeah. when games do that. Just, God, what a good game. What a very good video game. Uh, once again, I want to apologize to our listeners that if any if any of our, our the things we're saying sound confusing, it's because we've already had these conversations before, and it's a very surreal experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it some, happens uh, every podcast. You got some, multi, uh, you got some uh, honorable mentions? I got a few of them. I got I got a one. Um, this is a game I didn't put on my list because of the. I feel like it's not different enough from its re- original release ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, of course, my favorite game of all time, Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. And this year in May, my birth month, it was a birthday gift to me from Nintendo. They Happy released birthday, Xenoblade Max. Chronicles. Ha- Thank you, Jordan. Uh, they released Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on Switch, which is essentially the original Wii game from ten years ago with like. A insane amount of quality of life updates and there actually is like a sort of epilogue they added that is just entirely new content uh so i could argue that it belongs on the list but you know i'm not going oh, there yeah. today are you saying a an extremely long jrpg with with quality of life improvements and an epilogue chapter came out this year that it was uh yeah only one of those i'm, huh? I'm, I'm smiling serenely only one of those yeah um but it is god again it is just one of my it's my favorite game of all time it is such a fun experience they touched it up so well on switch everything looks so much nicer the character models most notably look so damn good where before like they had to make it work on the wii it's a massive jrpg that like the characters were just like you know a bitmap on the polygon of the face and it just looks so weird and flat and it just looks so good now. You know, com- combat's the same, but I love the combat in that one. If And I've been seeing a lot of people who, you know, have been getting Christmas money and gift cards to buy it. And I'm like, yes, my power grows because it is such a fun experience. I really hope one day in the far future, Jordan, that you finally play it so we can talk about it on Slappers Only. Because that game has, I mean, it's my favorite game of all time, obviously. But it's also one of my favorite soundtracks of all time because it has this insane roster of composers for it. See, one day we will uh, definitely run out of games that we both played, and then we're going to mm-hmm. start doing We'll picks. have to put in the work. I'll do I'll do Jet Set Radio Future, and then you'll do Xenoblade, and we'll listen to them. And then, and then yeah. what'll happen is I'll say, this song was cool, and then you'll start freaking out and be like, you don't even understand why this you song is cool. You don't know, Jordan. Yeah, and that's fun. That'll be cool. That'll um, be fun. Now let's... Uh, I've got a couple honorable mentions. Um, some yes. games I played later into the year that uh, surprised me. Um, let's see, I've got, first of all, I just want to shout out some games that, um, I was, I was, uh, unemployed for pretty much half of the year, so a lot of the games I played were older things that I bought on sale, PS2 uh-huh. games and, uh, Game Pass games, so real quick, um, Ace Combat 7, really good, I played multiple games in the Ace Combat series this year, um, it's one of my new favorite series, it's incredibly fun, it's basically Metal Gear, but with planes, um, which is fucking great, um, it's Outer insane. Wilds is one of the greatest games of all time, didn't play it till this year. Bought it on sale. Holy shit, what a good video game. Please play Outer Wilds. Morrowind. 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 Oh my f- fuck. I love Morrowind so much. I, I've been... 
There was a night where I played Morrowind and I played it for like eight hours and I didn't. Yeah, even I, I, it. I kept on looking over to Age Cup and I was like, "Wow, Jordan is still going, huh?" You just lose yourself in that world. It's incredible. It is an incredibly good game. It's got really cool story. Uh, if you haven't played it, forgive the terrible combat and the slow movement speed. If you'll you get want. used to it, if you want, there are mods that make you walk faster. I will. Mm-hmm. I will allow it. Um, you can also don't, get the don't boots. don't download the mod that makes every attack hit in combat. Please no, don't do please it. The don't. game's not built for that. It's, it's supposed to that. be like a D and D dice roll system. The game gets. I haven't t- played Morrowind in a couple years. I'm going to re-download it after this recording. Oh, yes, I'm, I can't wait to make a new character and just do like the Mages Guild or do the DLC. Um, that's the other thing about Morrowind. It's unlike the new ones. You don't you don't do everything on one file. You got to make is, multiple characters. It's good. It's good. It's better that way. Just it's play. better that way. It's Absolutely. That way. Um, let's see. Those are the, my old, ge- oh, and then Wonderful 101 on Switch. It's one of the, one of Platinum's finest games. Uh, they finally made it playable on a console that people actually own. It's on every console now. You have no excuse to not you play You have no it. excuse. One day uh, Hideki Kamiya will unblock me on Twitter and agree with me that they should make a JoJo's game, but until then, I'll keep on waiting. Uh, they should put Wonder Red in Smash. Wonder Red is a very oh, special please, sweet boy. please. So those are, and here's the games I played this year that actually came yes. out this year that are my honorable mentions. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. It had a kind of bad story and bad writing, but the gameplay was really fun, and it made me like open world collectos again. It has very good combat. <laughs> I always very forget good. that we invented the term collectos. Um, collectos. It's also one of the prettiest looking games of all time, and I've never said this before about a game loads too fast. <laughs> It loads it's, so fast. There are times when, you, and it's hard. Like, it's an actually pretty hard game sometimes. So there would mm. be times where I'd die to a boss, then put my controller down to get, like, a sip of drink. And then the game would, I would be playing the game and getting my ass kicked again. So that's fucking wild. Um, another one, Among Us. Uh, we needed game. games that brought people together this year. And this is a game that brings us all together so that we can tear each other apart and get very mad. And uh, if you're my brother and you're listening to this, which I don't think he listens to this one, I'm not sorry for what I've done. I'm not sorry for what <laughs> I made people do to you. I'm not sorry that I just used the power of suggestion to get you ejected, even though we were on the same side and you're, you'll never forgive me. Um, hate to say it. Really hate to say it. Uh, it's a, one of the worst companies of all time. Assassin's Creed Valhalla genuinely surprised me. Um, I did it not is... pay full price for it. Don't you worry. Um, it's... It's actually quite good. The writing is pretty good. Um, I know this means nothing to anyone anymore, but it's kind of like <laughs> Assassin's Creed take on The Witcher 3, which is yeah. like those words are kind of poisonous now. Yeah, but, um, yeah. If, if you, you played can, it, you know. If you can, you know, every every there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. If you can put your morals aside and give it a try, you might enjoy it. It did make me interested in, in learning about uh, about, like, English history and and the history of the Vikings. So I played Crusader Kings three and it made it even more interesting. <laughs> Dare I say a better medieval a better medieval experience Assassin's for Creed. Sure. But it's fun. The combat is very meaty and weighty, and I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, uh, Spider Man Miles Morales. Uh, mm. A in a just a total improvement on the Spider Man of 2018. I think it was. Um, it is 2018. Sounds right. Smaller in scale. But it's in a good way. Um, it's not too long. It's a very short game, but uh, it's not a full price game. Miles is a great protagonist. He's very fun. He's animated very well. Um, I like the fact that it is uh, obviously a much more diverse Spider-Man game. They took mm-hmm. all the cops out, which I like. Thank God. As a, as a leftist, I don't like cops in my video game. Miles basically never speaks to a cop. 
Um, it is set almost entirely in Harlem. So like this, the, and the side content is killer. Like the fact is, um, the way they did the side stories was like, they all kind of connect to each other. There's not Mm. that many of them, but they're much more interesting than the ones in the original one. They're, they're story based. They have characters and, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a very good experience. It's very feel good. It's a, it's actually, I would say this is a great, you know how people have like Christmas movies. I think this is a really mm-hmm. good Christmas game. I might come back to it next winter to play Ooh. through it. It's very, it's very nice. Um, and oh, it's a and fun the, take. the combat is 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 incredibly good. I think they they took what worked in the original Spider-Man game, which had good combat, um, and they added a lot more options, and also made stealth a much more viable strategy, uh, which is really cool. Plus, Miles has his own special powers that um, Spider-Man Peter Parker doesn't. And they yeah. are very, very cool. And I'm sure that the game looks good on the new consoles. I don't own them, and I don't care to own them, and probably won't for a very long time, if at all. Um, but it looks great on PS4. Like, it it really, it runs real good. It looks real good. Um, the effects are incredibly good. The story's really cool. I like the characters, like like Miles. Just a, a really good game. Highly recommend it. If, uh, if you need the game to play, give it a shot. Just be aware that you can beat it in, like, 10 hours. Yeah, not a very not, not a, a very, very long, long game. Experience. But you know, when you come off of Yakuza like a dragon, and you're maybe thinking games of, should be shorter. Maybe games should be shorter and also not costly. Seventy dollars. <gasps> anyway, those are my honorable mentions. It's time to pick our game of the year. We already did it, uh, but let's let's pretend again. Let's do you want to re-roll play of what happened last time, or do you just want to say our game of the year and get on with our lives? Let, let's say the game of the year, and then we'll give a little, little, little yeah, we'll, we'll give know, a little, little, little spiel curtain. afterwards. All right. One, two, right. three, two, three, Hades, Hades. nuts. Um, uh, last time, Max <laughs> picks Yakuza like a dragon. He had to make me argue against my beautiful special series that I love so much, and made me made forced me into defending my pick of Hades which made yeah. me I, we it was kind of terrible we came away from the episode kind of feeling like disappointed in our choice in a way like like I felt bad about Hades but I don't feel bad about Hades now I think it's a it's a no, the best yeah. game of the year um, in, in 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 the week since we recorded, I've beaten it a couple more, like you know, beaten a couple more runs, and I'm just like, this is really this is like, the, yeah, a perfect game. It is, it is, it is like we were talking about it last time. I I can think of a couple problems with Hades. I I know um, our our dear friend Sarah uh, from the Celeste episode has talked about uh, Super Giants' problems with body types in mm-hmm. their games. Everyone's just a very it's all kind of the same conventionally attractive looking fit person that could be better um and that's like basically the only criticism also the ending is kind of like it's what, it's just kind of eh. when you get to the end it just kind of feels like is that it but i mean it's not it you yeah. can keep doing runs and it is yeah. rewarding to build your characters and decorate your house and there's still plenty of fun story events that happen but the game does kind of end abruptly and you're like mm-hmm. eh, i wish it had a better like thing or maybe like a secret real final ending or something like that just to make it feel like maybe you just haven't gotten there yet yeah that's the thing is i always keep asking myself is there technically like an actual real ending to hades but i don't i don't think there is i think i don't don't think so maybe i don't know anyways that's those are like my two criticisms of hades um and this was a year of 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 games that came out that were heavily caveated of why i like them um, all the games on my list are great, but they, you know, they all have problems. Hades is one of the best games I've ever played. I think it's one of the best games of its genre. Um, it, it is. I, I fully believe it is the best roguelike game ever made. That's I think just that's. My take. I think that's true. Uh, yeah. Art, 
gorgeous looking, levels really mm. pretty, just a, a sumptuous video game experience. And the music is and, really really good. And, and in a game where in a in a year where games have started to cost seventy Christian U.S. dollars, <gasps> what is Hades twenty five bucks? It is 25? a twenty five American dollars. That is that is a like steal. That is like. I my 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 classic rule of thumb is uh, is if a game if I want to play the game and I look at, and it's the price of a sandwich I will buy it. This is not the price of a sandwich, but this is the price of a couple sandwiches. And uh, I mean I know people who have played this game for over a hundred hours, so yeah, that's a hundred hours worth of sandwiches. To, to to my mind, the only game that has a better value rating than Hades is Hollow Knight at fifteen dollars, and that is a game I have put triple digit hours into. It is one of my favorite games of all time, and maybe one day, who knows? One day, I've I've uh, one day I'll one day I'll I'll go back and beat that game. Uh, we'll do that's an on episode. Game Pass. We'll do an episode on Hollow Knight one day. I promise. That's on Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, oh, and, and, and like one, and, one, and one more comparing... mention. Sorry, I always forgot. Oh, almost yeah. forgot. Paradise Killer. Paradise Killer. Yeah, I've been playing more of that. It's a, uh, it's very, very good looking. Uh, it's a cool mystery game set on a weird island of pseudo god vapor, vapor wave vapor island. wave island filled with like these terrible, terrible people who all have very, very good designs. I wonder who did the art for that. It's not mm. like you know the person. Who, uh, you could possibly and, say, uh, "Hey, Max." Um, hey Jordan, we we have an in with the composer for for Paradise Killer. Just thinking, just thinking about it. We have an in. I'm. It can I'm happen. Simply thinking. I mean, I was literally playing more of that game today, and I was just like, this music beats ass. It's so good. It's got an incredible soundtrack. Um, yeah, yes. Our 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 good friend Gigalithic, uh, did do all the art for that game. So you know. Not like we're fucking games journalists and need to disclose this, but I should say it is a we very We simply good... like to talk about our friends who are talented. We like to talk about our talented friends, and uh, every time I hear people say good things about Paradise Killer, I think about how I know the person who did all the art for it, and I just smile. Yeah. I just smile. Um, yeah, those are that's it. Hades, game of the that's year. Let's, uh, let's listen to... Let's open it up to the floor to see what our friends uh, enjoyed this year. We have a Twitter, mm. at uh, SlappersOnlyPod. Uh, look out for uh, our post before we record each episode. You can post your takes. Um, we were originally just like, what is your favorite music? But hey, any hot takes about the game we're talking about is uh, yeah. what I'm craving. It adds to the discussion. So let's open up the discussion to our friends. And I uh, and since we lost an episode, we actually have even more things yeah, to say. Yeah, so, love that for us. Um, here's one from friend of the show, Stephanie at Age of Oddish, who says, extremely predictable answer, but it does have to be Nude Horizons for me. Great choice, definitely. Great choice. Makes great sense. Cho- also, Steph, great choice in uh, purchasing Hades over the last. Yeah, that was, I was gonna go to our other post. Uh, Stephanie also says I hadn't played Hades yet. This is this was pa- post past the divide. <laughs> hadn't played mm. Hades yet uh, before you asked last time, and now I have, and it is definitely up there. I don't think it surpassed Animal Crossing New Horizons, but it's still very good. Also, Picross season, uh, S4 and S5. I love these Picross games, and also Murder by Numbers. My partner is a huge Picross fan, so I bought them Murder by Numbers for for the Christ for Christmas, and uh, they have been enjoying that game a lot. I I look at Picross and my brain falls out. I don't know how to do it. As many times I, as I look at Picross and I turn into Geometry Woman and I solve the puzzle in my head in two seconds. <laughs> Picross is uh, basically the mental version of me getting stuck in the mud when I play SnowRunner. <laughs> They're calling it the Dark Souls of SnowRunner of number game. What? Um, here's <laughs> one from friend of the show, um, Mike underscore Dawson. Happy, happy holidays, Xbox. Hey. It says, without a shred of... Uh, uh, 
Dan says, without a shred of doubt in my mind, it's Yakuza 7. Amazing story, characters, surprisingly engaging JRPG combat, a perfect blend of comedy and drama, and arguably even the best Yakuza game. Confirmed. Yakuza 7 being the best Yakuza game is uh, is a very hotly disputed take, but like every time I think about it, I'm like, do I like this game more than Yakuza 0? Because I think I like it more than Yakuza 0 as a gameplay experience but yakuza 0 was the first one i played so it will always yeah, be the best thing. one in my heart i mean i i was saying more confirmed just for everything uh, you know and and again not, your mileage may vary what mm-hmm. the best one is but it is undoubtedly a fantastic game i think it might be i think i think i'm putting my foot down yakuza 0 is my favorite yakuza game yakuza like a dragon is the best yakuza game that's gonna be you. my that's gonna be my take um here's one from Kamurocho Radio co-host and our good friend Argyle at Argyle underscore funk who says, you already know what I'm going to pick. Yep. Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. Joke never gets old. That joke is... (laughs) I love that joke. (laughs) Here's one from Nero Wyvern, number one, Edelgard Stan, at Dragon Smoocher. Uh, there's no contest in my mind. It's Hades, incredible action, incredible look, great characters and story, and Megara is there. What more could you need from from a video game? We didn't talk about it. Um, yeah, uh, there's the Furies, and some people like Meg, some people like uh, Electo, and uh, if you're one of those people, you know why. I feel you, like you, you, I feel nasty, like nasty pervoids. I, I feel like I'm more like willing to. Um, I'm willing to forgive people so, who like Electo because, like, you know. No, I, I I was gonna say I feel like I'm more willing to like accept and forgive people who like Tisiphone more than I'm willing to forgive and accept people who like Electo. <laughs> You you want you want a wife with pointy teeth and a mm. yeah you want a wife that'll hurt you you want a wife yeah <laughs> I, I know what you're about um, yes that's the Tisiphone is the like counterpick take and that's my my take is that Tisiphone is my favorite because I think she's very funny and I like that she just says murder I like that she just says murder and she's has kind like, of the a, scary what if Tisiphone was a Pokemon murder 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 um, uh, here's one uh, from Mix at Gas Mask Luminary on Twitter. Probably going to be the only person in the comments uh, to say no straight roads. This is a game I did not know about until Mix posted it in the comments. Mm-hmm. Now I want to play it. It kind of looks like a Double Fine Psychonauts game, but it's about rock and roll, which is really cool. Love that. Um, Dark Magician on Twitter. It's um, Audrey at Optimum Optimum on Prime. I always get that one wrong. You got it. Um, says please cure my Hades brainworms. It's our game of the year, so I hope we did. <laughs> nope, we will not. Um, Stephen Moore at Marshmallow says, "I didn't cross any animals myself, but I hear tell that it was pretty good." You're right, Stephen. You're right. It was it was very good. Um, here's my favorite take <laughs> of all time, and I love it. And I love it. It's from at Patchetish. Uh, let me. I never say. I never say it out loud. Walpurgis Fectbook. There, I said Fect, it wrong. It's it, it's it's Fectbook. Fectbook. Thank Fect-book. you. I feel like I had to join the list of people who have mispronounced that name on mm-hmm. on a pod, on a recorded audio space. Couldn't couldn't be me. The best take of the year: Nintendo Clubhouse <laughs> Games Fifty One Worldwide Classic Six Ball Puzzle. It it, it look when you're right, even, you're right. Even as a joke, but like not as a joke. Clubhouse Games fucking rules. It it is. Oh my god! It looks so fucking just like oh, it's presentation, just, Jordan. I know it's so well presented. Like, it's just, okay. I, I do have a fun story about Nintendo uh, Clubhouse Games Worldwide Classics, 51 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend and I, we both got that, and we played a ton of Mancala together to the point Same. where, like, she got a physical set of Mancala, and yes! I'm like, I want to I play it in the game more because it's nicer, and the, the little you don't have things to take don't slide, the, out, of the, to, they don't slide yeah. out of the divots as easily in the you can, game. You don't have to, like, reach in and grab them. 
Um, yeah. Any game that has a fun little like a fun little Django Reinhardt ditty while you're playing Connect Four, and then you beat the game and all the pieces deliciously fall. Oh, the, oh, oh the little, cl- the little clicks and clacks of the plastic. You can play. Um, what's that? Not it's not Go. It's a uh, it's oh uh, Go. Oh shoot, something Go. Yeah, you don't have to flip the pieces over yourself. Does it for you? Just. Just and that's another game that came out right when it needed to. You can play. Hey, hey! If you hey. ever want to play worldwide classics, like just even if you're listening, just, just let me know. I'll play. I'll play some fucking Uno with you, and I'll make you very mad, like I made Argyle mad at me. Um, here's Go one Moku. from Go Moku. That's right. Also, um, the story mode of that game where it's just like this weird little toy family. I love about, that. They're it's so, so cute. What a good game. What um, a good game. Here's one from Ace Huai Song. Um, at Irreviru on Twitter. I played like five games this year, but only one actually uh, that actually came out this year. It's uh, got to be the Animals I Crossed. But yes. uh, that doesn't matter. It's a shared first place between Gris and DQ11. I'm bad at picking one thing I like. Normalize? Hey, normalize game of the years that didn't come out the year that you're picking it. That's my, my yeah, take. Yeah, truly. I, I, I truly love all the times I've talked with Elvier about them playing Dragon Quest XI. I'm just like, yes, it's the best JRPG ever. Tell me more. Because, like, I feel like if that's the case, then one of my games of the year is Wonderful 101. So, yeah. you know. Um, here's one that we had a lot of controversy last in the original recording from your friend Aesthetic uh, at Transform on Twitter, which is Persona 5 Royal. Here's the thing. Have a, here's a question I didn't know. Is your friend hmm. is, did your friend Austin play the original Persona Five when it came out, or is this? Um, I think he played a couple of the palaces. Okay, but the, okay, <laughs> so this is not like my first time playing Persona Five is playing Persona Five Royal in 2020. No, yeah, he's he's played it before because I was okay. the one who convinced him to play it. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You said it yourself, Jordan. Yeah, if you I'll can take... put away your morals and play yeah. a Ubisoft game, you're right. All all picks are valid. This is the pick that most tests my patience, and I don't really know why, because here's the thing about Persona 5 is that I fucking love Persona 5. It's, like, one of my, it's, like, it's up there on my favorite games. It's not, like, on my top ten, but I really mm-hmm. love it. I It's the only game that is as long as it is that I have played all the way through multiple times. I don't know why I give it such a hard time. I genuinely don't. I really like it, but every time I hear people say something like that, I'm like, ah! <laughs> It's it's like you like it, but you don't want to admit that you like I it. I guess so. Um, here's my other Persona Five Royal uh, confession that I told you, and I love to tell people is that yeah, I uh, I got Persona Five Royal. Um, I played all the way to the epilogue where the new content is, and then I stopped uh-huh. playing there. So I basically Uh-oh. just played Persona Five a second time. Yeah, with the quality of life. Yeah, the, qual- sure. the they made that's the thing about like it's kind of the the like chessboard thing, you know, one. One uh, social link on the first square and two on the second, and mm-hmm. you know, it's those compound. It's the compounding interest of that game. Where at the beginning you find out that in this one, you can always improve your stats by one point every night. Like you can do like mop the floor to get your kindness up a little bit, or yeah. study, and that doesn't sound like a big change, but after an entire year of Persona school you find that, unlike in the first one, it's not that hard to complete all the content. Yeah, you're able to do everything. Yeah, it's good. And you get a lot of money from the from the silly yeah. robot Mementos. boy. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I said this last recording, I'll say it again. You need to finish the epilogue because when we do our episode of Persona 5 Royal, I the only music I will be talking about is the music in the epilogue because it's that see good. If, we got to see if we can get Brooks on for a Persona 5 episode. Ooh, I know that Brooks really likes Persona. I, that'd be fun. 
Here's one from A Meet at A Meet XC, extra credit and F plus doc provider. It says, it's probably Hades. I just don't know how time works and what games came out in 2020 anymore. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim was good. I've heard about that game. Uh, that is I- on my list. When it, in a couple months, like, you know, maybe like a nice spring sale, I'll be picking that up. Um, now we move to our other post, the, the newer ones. Um, here's one from at Bananakins. It's my partner. Hello. It says, base game didn't come out this year, but I love Town- Crown Tundra DLC for Pokemon Switch. <laughs> Swish, swish. My, uh, my brain lights up like a Christmas tree when I hear someone talk about Pokemon because, as you know, I'm in Pokemon Draft League. I'm actually in two Draft Leagues right now because our friend Roy has set up a Draft Ooh. League of people almost entirely from HKIP. Um, it's very funny because, because uh, you know, I'm not a Pokemon lover. You, you don't go there. I know. I, I go there a little bit. I appreciate... I like to look at them. Um, I mm-hmm. really liked um, Sun and Moon. It's the only one I've ever beaten, and I, I don't know what it was that, like, connected the, my brain just got plugged into Pokemon, and I was able to mm-hmm. beat a Pokemon game and really enjoy it. Um, my partner is a huge Pokemon fan, ca- caught them all, didn't, doesn't do competitive, uh, but they didn't like, they didn't like Sword and Shield. Uh, they thought I was too short, and, uh, yeah, that's but, valid. but apparently Crown Tundra is very good. Yeah, the DLC fixes, like, a lot of the problems of the main game. Like, it makes the roster so much bigger. It's still not up to the, like, nearly 900. I think there's, like, 899 I was at, right now. I was at the store the other day, and I saw that, um, an offering of, of the Pokemon Sword Shield Plus DLC for $90 for the box, which was, like... I mean, I know mm. it's the game plus the DLC. Like, that's just how games are. But seeing those... See that number in front of me for a game that came out, what, last year? Uh, it was, was co- controversial for my eyes. Yeah, this thing. Like, Nintendo games go on sale once in a blue moon. Pokemon games do not go on sale. $90. Ever. And one $90. more. $90. Uh, another one from, from uh, friend Amit at AmitXC. It came out this year, so it counts, but the Trails of Cold Steel 4 soundtrack kicks ass. Same as all the other Trails games. Have you ever heard of the Trails series? I've heard of the Trails series. I've one heard of a our lot friends... of people talk about it, but I know nothing about it. Yeah, one, one of our friends in uh, my original Draft League always talks it up, and it's definitely, it's like... This I think it's is it a JRPG or is it a tactical RPG? It's some sort of RPG, right? It's like half RPG, half visual novel. I think yeah. it, it's one of those game franchises that have been around for so long and it has all this lore and mechanics to it that I feel like is impenetrable for me to get into at this point in my life. Yeah, that's how it is. I played. Oh, speaking of impenetrable games, I played a nine 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 this year. <laughs> oh, how was that? It was, it was good. I liked it a lot. I went. I bought all three of the those games, and I went to play um, Virtue's Last Reward. Because mm. I love 999. It has some problems in, like, the fact that... I And I know that, like, people who played them on the DS are going to, like, want to string me up for saying this. Of, like, oh, I don't like having to rewatch, like, mash through the cutscenes to, to get the different endings. And I know that on the original one you have to fucking play the game every single time you wanted to get a different ending. Um, which yeah. sucks. Uh, but, like, after seeing all the content in that game, I went to Virtue's Last Reward and I was a little burnt out. So one day I'll go back. But, yeah, one great day. great visual novels. A lot of fun. The uh, twists and turns of the story are are very interesting, um, and maybe maybe next year I'll play Virtual's Last Reward. Maybe next year I'll play Higurashi because I know pe- or what's the other one? Uh, Umineko. Umineko. That's the one people like. Maybe I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Good games. Those are all of Good our. Good games. That's all of it. That's all of our Twitter takes. A lot of them. Big year. Are we not going to acknowledge? Um, question mm-hmm. from criminal listener of the show. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. Uh, Sarah just said, oh, no, at the fa- fact that we lost our episode. Then tell me about your baseball team, though. Um, here's what I'll say about my baseball team while I get up on my hmm. soapbox is that I was, uh, I'm, you know, I'm from Seattle. 
don't live there yeah. anymore. I haven't lived there in a while, but I'm, I'm a Seattle boy at heart. So uh, I signed up for Seattle Garages. I love the Seattle Garages, um, and I support wholeheartedly their um, incredibly brave efforts to sacrifice one of their players and then bring back their uh, their original team captain who had, was like one of the first people who died. Um, after that, they just decided to fucking trade all of their players away for no reason. And I hate to see genuinely it. don't know why they did it. Their team was, was like really good. And then they just traded all of their players away for no reason for bad players. And now they're not good anymore. So I'm a shoe thief now and they're good. And they have one of the best fielders in the entire. I think he's the best fielder in the whole, the whole damn sport. And being a good fielder is a really unappreciated skill. Because it's like your stats, you don't see the stats reflected. Like you don't see five stars when you look at the player. But then you look and you see that Richardson Games has like seven stars in fielding. And like if a, you know, if a person in the like Korean baseball league hit a ball, Richardson Games would catch it. No problem. So. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all I'll say. That's it. That's it for 2020. Thank you all. Thank Thank you. you all for participating. Thank you, video games. And I promise also, I, I won't, hate you video games. I promise I won't delete this episode. I'll do my very, very best. <laughs> um, let's wrap it up. This has been yeah. Slappers Only. Where can we find you on Twitter, Max? You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. You can find one of my shows, Pot of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, at Pot of Greed Cast on Twitter. And you can find my other show, Wow Cool Robot, a show about Gundam, at Wow Cool Podcast on Twitter. You're doing ZZ Gundam now, right? I'm doing Mobile Suit Gundam ZZ which is stands for double Zeta because it is literally the continuation of Zeta. They just did it double, and it's really it's I, I God. Su- they introduced a character who is like the proto simp Jordan. I have it a suggestion so funny. for you for a yeah. guest. You should have you should have Elliot's uh, cat Ezekiel on. Oh, his name is like like a, like a like a funny like ZZ, a funny on ZZ, ZZ on ZZ. Oh, okay. You can find me on Twitter at Bradipisrex. You can find my two other podcasts. One of them is called Kamurocho Radio. It's a Yakuza replay podcast. It's very good. We're working our way through Yakuza PS2 slash Kiwami, which is like the worst game in the series. So it's only uphill <laughs> from here, yeah. um, but it's still a good time. And then you can also listen to Kyle XY. Kyle XY? Kyle XY? Boy, I fucking love Kyle XY. It's a, it's not, you know, it's a, it's a show. I wouldn't give it any awards, but boy, is it fun to watch. And we love Kyle. He's just a great guy. Um, you can find all of our episodes at slappersonlypod.com. And we are hosted on the Noise Space Network, noisespace.xyz, created by the wonderful living GameCube of Matt. Matt, who is, who knows Looker, the good cat. Um, Max and Nanu the good cat and Nanu the good cat named after Pokemon characters I found out at one point um, yeah what kind of podcast can you find on Noise Space Max you can find a podcast called My Bod Cabbages you, new Christmas episode out I believe or a holiday episode you can find podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses and Nana Roy's Nightmare Nera both done by Roy the, the queen of the podcasts queen of the content queen of the names queens of double names. trouble podcasts you can find fear baiting a horror movie podcast by our friend sarah and check out island shuffle where they watch lost as determined by a random number generator great incredible great concept all good shows with many many more the podcast network is always growing uh one day please stop praying for noise space it's getting too powerful (laughs) um but that's that's it that's it for 2020 and max two things number one we did a poll 
that uh, I forgot about both times um, that we did this episode. <laughs> uh, Luigi's Mansion is our winner, uh, so it gets our golden crown. And when we do our big, our big battle royale, it'll be seated better. Mm, I guess it'll be seated appropriately. Uh, good to good know. Good song. And also, we need to announce our next game. And uh, because you told it last time, let's shake things up and I'll introduce it this time. Yeah, because this is this is a joint pick. This is a joint pick. This was when we moved, when we created Slappers Only, there was one game that we wanted to, we wanted to talk about most of all, but we didn't feel ready to do it. Um, it was, it is a very, it's got a, one of the greatest soundtracks ever written, and it's very quirky and strange, and I felt like we needed to train. We needed to go into the – here's one reference for you, Max. We got to go into the hyperbolic time chamber. That's a thing, right? You got it, Jordan. Yeah. To, to get better at talking about music so we could do this game, it is a Mario game, but it's not a Mario game that you think. It's not a jumping around game. It's an RPG, but it's not that RPG. We Maybe we'll do that one one day. But okay. this one is <gasps> Paper Mario – the thousand-year door. God, I'm so excited! It's it's one of the best, one of the one of the one of the greatest games of all time, I think. Absolutely, we'll be talking about that. That'll be our first episode of 2021. So here's the joke that we make in every every podcast. There's two jokes on every podcast. One is a is a where you do a play on the name Detroit Become Human. That's the first uh-huh. joke. And then the second yep. joke is if your last episode of the year, you say, see, we'll do that one in a year. Do it next in year. In a year. <laughs> and then we'll, and then we'll join it. And then next time when we do Paper Mario, we'll say, wow, we haven't talked in a so year. It's been so long. It's been one year, even though it's not how it works. Anyways. Never gets old. Never gets old. Hades is our game of the year. Thank you, Hades. Thank you, Supergiant, for making a good game. And thank you for not crunching your devs to death. They, they said yeah, it was, thank you for mandatory time off. They 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 thought it was impossible, but apparently you can make a really good video game without uh creating a factory of human suffering. Who would have thought? What a concept. Um all right, Max, time to wrap it up. Time for me to go eat some lunch. What do we say mm-hmm. at the end of every episode? Ask not for whom the track slaps. It slaps for thee. Gaming. This has been Top 10 Gaming. Next next episode, Top 10 Most Controversial Gaming Moments. Number one, the arms from The Last of Us 2. Don't know why people no. are mad about them. I just know that it's a thing. <laughs> Stupid. Bye, I hate games. I Goodbye. Hate ga- <laughs> video games fucking suck. I'm never, playing a- I'm never playing another video game again except for Monster Hunter Rise. Oh! Okay, go Bye. back. Bye. <laughs>